It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Yes, we played hooky this past weekend. That is all on me. But we're here now, and we'll try to catch up on things. So I guess first off, might as well just jump into it. Happy belated Cinco de Mayo to all you culturally appropriating drunk white people out there. Hope you had yourself a a grand gay old time got yourself white girl drunk at your favorite Mexican restaurant, torturing the poor Hispanics. That's the tinks to all you snooty white liberals out there, torturing them half to death. And these poor Hispanics who have to work in these Mexican restaurants on Cinco de Mayo, which has got to be hell. Like having to do laundry for Sam Smith after he gets back from eating too much Mexican on Cinco de Mayo or having to wash his sheets after he gets done doing God knows what with a groupie or two. That kind of hell. But that's the nightmare they have to deal with when all the obnoxious alcoholic white people roll in using this holiday as another excuse to get plastered. Oh, I just love drinking margaritas with my girlfriends. On Cinco de Mayo. Yes, of course you do, princess. And if you weren't too hungover from Cinco de Mayo, you probably got drunk again. This time on mint juleps so you could properly watch the Kentucky Derby. Horse racing is just NASCAR for rich white people. So this past weekend, folks, when I was playing hooky, and for the record, not for either of those two events, but between Cinco de Mayo and the NASCAR Derby, drunk white people everywhere. There was no escaping drunk whitey this past weekend. And you know who you are. And again, and surprisingly, not either of us. White boy Malcolm X. I heard from the summit mistress. I did. Yes, I did. I guess she's back from her tour at donkey shows in Mexico. Getting drunk all across Mexico. Finally catching up on our little version of Crazy Here. And what does she do? She sends me a story. 
And you people in Florida, you strange as hell, but lovable people in Florida. And we do love all of you down there. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't pick on you so much. And I hate to pile on here from what we normally do anyway. But this one, and you can blame our summit mistress for this. This one, I couldn't resist. And it's from AccuWeather. Central Florida officials consider adopting stupid motorist law. Officials in one Florida county are considering a law that would fine drivers for going around barricades and getting stuck on flooded roads. But not everyone is a fan of the idea. And this is in Volusia County, Florida, which is northeast of Orlando. Kitty hell. Disney hell. And the law would allow law enforcement to issue fines to motorists who drive around barricades and get stuck in floodwaters or need to be rescued. Not that they would be the first to put this in place, though. It's already in effect in Arizona, Texas, and Ohio. Why not New Hampshire? God only knows. And I guess during Hurricane Ian back in 2022, there were at least 15 to 20 cars stuck in deep water on roads that had do not enter signs, which surprises me. Just a little. I would have thought, this being Florida, there'd have been like a few hundred cars all piled atop each other. Each Floridian seeing the sign telling them not to enter. Seeing all the other cars dead in the water. Literally dead in the water. And then thinking, Huh, they're stupid. My super fancy pickup truck can get through that until it too gets stuck. And if this thing passes, it's a $2,000 spanking for getting your stupid ass stuck because you think you're above obeying the sign. Which for you Floridians, that's a chunk of change, I would think. That'd be better spent on buying a couple of cases of white Zinfandel, getting another tattoo, getting a couple of nice seats in a NASCAR race, getting some new rims on your ride, paying bail money because you or someone you know gets themselves arrested for acting out drunk in a Walmart A misdemeanor, of course. But however you spend it, don't waste the two grand over a traffic sign. That's not a very Floridian way to blow that pile of Benjamins. Here you go, white boy Malcolm X. I got another one for you. And not to trigger you, sir. And please, when I read this, 
Please don't start masturbating over there. Please don't start defiling yourself when I go through this. And this is from Boston.com. Mike Jasicki, I think that's how you pronounce it. G-E-S-I-C-K-I. Jasicki. Gusicki. I don't know, folks. We'll just call him Football Mike. Football Mike stayed at Ginger Mac Jones's house during offseason. Says he has a nice setup. I bet he does. The new Patriots tight end spent some time in Mac Jones's basement. I bet he did. In a sling. And don't pout over there, white boy Malcolm X. Don't get too butt hurt. That football Mike, he got to spend some quality time with Ginger Mac Jones in his basement. And white boy Malcolm X, I know he's not Ginger, but you need to look up football Mike. What a strapping stud this kid is. And by kid, calm down out there, all you horny high school teachers. Calm down out there, all you Lincoln Project employees. By kid, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say mid to late 20s. He's a kid to me anyway. And he's like, he's six foot six, 250 pounds. And he's built like a a brick crap house. And how's this for a pull quote? Strapping stud football Mike here. Talking about him staying over at Ginger Mac Jones's crib. And he was there while they were doing some throwing sessions with Ginger Mac Jones and Bailey Zap Zappy. That's that backup quarterback. The one who's at the shiv. Ginger Mac Jones at some point try to take away his starting quarterback position. Just kind of getting to know him, building that relationship, that chemistry. It was cool. It was a good opportunity. I bet it was. And he continued. Really cool dude. Cool personality. Not the deepest vocabulary there on football, Mike. Love the energy, the juice. He kind of brings out to some throwing sessions and all that kind of stuff. Obviously has a great arm, accurate, all that kind of stuff. He's awesome. Really excited to continue working with him. I bet you are. Talk about soft porn. Talk about eye candy for all you queens out there. Not that we're judging that here. But those two out playing football together. And like white boy Malcolm X. Especially when it comes to Ginger Mac Jones. You have fun visualizing that. 
And what's the over-under, white boy Malcolm X? Well, here. Here's the headline first. Let's get that out of the way. And it's from the New York Post. Taylor Swift, Matt Healy, seen together for first time as romantic rumors grow. So what's the over-under on Matt Healy here? What? Who? Who? I assume you mean, who the hell is Matty Healy? Which is what I asked myself when I first saw this article. Because I know, sir, that after almost three full years pretending to produce this podcast, you know well and good, you know all about Taylor Swift's magical hoo-hoo. That's what I thought. How could anyone ever forget Taylor Swift's magical hoo-hoo? But to your question, and I actually had to Google this kid, no idea who he is, but he's apparently a singer. Don't know what he's sung. Quite frankly, I don't really care. Because at some point here soon anyway, she'll kick his ass to the curb. She just got out of a multi-year relationship with her last victim. Don't remember who that clown was either. And we just had a story on that breakup. That's how inconsequential Taylor Swift's last boyfriend is. Can't remember his name. Don't really care enough to look him up. This one, though. Her not even being single. What? Maybe a month, month and a half. Can you say rebound from hell? She'll bang him a couple times. Let him enjoy her magical hoo-hoo a couple times. Toss his ass out to the curb when she's done. Maybe, barely maybe, she'll get a song or two out of it, trash him in some D-list throwaway track on her next album. Now, this may be rude to ask, but is it just me or is Taylor Swift like a needy gay man? Yes, white boy Malcolm X. I didn't stutter over here, princess. Is Taylor Swift like a needy gay man? And that's rhetorical, sir. So just sit there and look pretty. If you can. And I'm only asking if she's needy. Because every time you turn around, she's going out with some guy. She's not like, meh, men are jerks. I just need a me break. I want some alone time with my magical hoo-hoo. Like me with my ex. Yes, the crystal meth addict. But after our 15 and a half years were up, you think I ran back out a few weeks later? Started dating some other guy? No. And I didn't even really start dating again for like, it was a couple of years. 
that I took off from all that. But none of that's going on with her. She gets out of a multi-year relationship. Within a few weeks, she's out dating another singer. So that's why I'm asking if she's needy. Acting like a needy queen. And you know which queens I'm talking about. The insecure queens always have to have a boyfriend. I guess now that I think about it, I guess there is another option though. Another possible explanation about what's going on here. It could be that it's her magical hoo-hoo. That's the man-eater. Taylor, she'd rather take some time off from it all. But it's her magical hoo-hoo making her go on all these dates. That magical hoo-hoo. Taylor, bring me more men. No, I don't want to. Bring me more men. But we're not going to touch that theory. So let's move on. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. From Out.com, those girls over at Out.com, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 introduces new queer character to MCU. The Marvel Cinematic Universe just got the teensiest bit queerer. Oh, how stunning and brave to tell you how insecure Some people out there are. Not just the needy queens always having to have a boyfriend around. And to tell you the lengths that people will go to to validate who they are as a person. This story in Out.com from those girls over at Out.com what they're getting worked up over is that In this latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie, well, it's not even in the movie. 
what they're getting excited over. It's not in the movie itself. It's in the those little scenes they have after the credits. Like a teaser scene or something at the very end of the movie. In that little scene, after half the people have left the theater, have gotten up and left already. Left all their garbage behind for someone else to pick up. In that, there's a lesbian. Phyla Vell is her name. The character's name is Phyla Vell. No idea who's playing the lesbian. Or if they're a lesbian in real life. Or if they're just playing gay for pay. And we know how many people get triggered over that. But that's a news article to those hysterical ninnies at out.com. That a lesbian character appears in some afterthought teaser clip after the ending credits. That's news to them. That's how low the bar is. That's all it takes for them to write a story. Some random lesbian popping up. Surprise! Oh, we need to write a new story about that. Look at all that representation in the MCU. Okay, princess. If you say so. Although I'm sure there are plenty of people out there. Oh, I feel so validated now. The MCU has a lesbian. Probably not any actual lesbians, though. Generally speaking, lesbians... They have way too much common sense to get worked up over something so trivial. Any lesbian who saw that was probably thinking, ugh, whatever. But I'm sure there are plenty of others who are jerking off to it. Like white boy Malcolm X thinking of Ginger Mac Jones or AJKJ Appa. That strapping stud of a ginger that delicious hunk of a ginger. And you idiots over at out.com. I don't know how many times I got to tell you girls this, but lesbians aren't queer. Don't insult them like that. Queer, as we all know, that's a word used almost exclusively by heterosexual kids with personality disorders who want to seem, oh, so edgy and cool. Non-binary pansexuals, those are the queer kids. Gender-fluid asexuals, those are also the queer kids. Anyone, for that matter, who wants to play made-up gender identity, those are the queer kids. Lesbians, really? No, just no. From Vox, the baby name Boom. Theodore and Matilda might be adorable, but modern parents are terrified of trendiness. Enter TikTok baby name consultants. Talk about a first world rich white people problem being terrified of baby name trendiness. You millennial Gen Z kids out there, 
Now, I know how butthurt you all get when us older folks, the Gen Xers, the boomers out there, when we laugh at you, when we all collectively roll our eyes at how vapid and banal you all are. Well, some of you, not all of you, I know that. I do actually know some great millennial Gen Z kids. They're wonderful. Some of them. When they're not acting out the stereotypes anyway. But some of you, like anyone who either is a TikTok baby name consultant or anyone who would use a TikTok baby name consultant, This is why we laugh at you. This is why we know this country is eventually screwed. When these latest generations addicted to social media and the moronic nonsense that goes on there, when they take over, if you think the swamp is dysfunctional now, that we're run by clowns now, Can you imagine what it's going to be like when most of the swamp is populated by people like AOC? Complete blithering idiots who act out on Instagram or TikTok. Government run by social media trends. And this article by Vox, a news outlet, written by and for hysterical, pretentious millennial Gen Z kids, the ones who would literally kill themselves if the internet went down for a week and they couldn't check their Instagram or upload a video onto TikTok. Oh, look at me, look at me. Please make me internet famous. But this article... This is 1,649 words about baby name influencers on TikTok. If you're so stupid, if you're so helpless about what to name your child, that you need to pay an influencer on TikTok to give you baby names from which to choose, Maybe, just maybe, you really shouldn't be bringing another human being into the world because the damn thing is going to starve to death anyway if there isn't a TikTok video showing you how to feed it or the damn thing will die from some sort of hideous diaper rash because the diaper that they came home from the hospital wearing has never been changed. Not that there won't be a TikTok video on how to do it, but kids these days, oh, that's gross. I am not touching that. Where's my safe space? And as a random aside, these millennial Gen Z news outlets, they wonder why they're all going under. I think Vice News is now gone oxymoron. I think BuzzFeed News, another oxymoron. 
That has also been put out to pasture. I can't imagine Vox here sticking around for much longer. If this is what passes for hard-hitting journalism over there, a 1,600-word article about TikTok baby name consultants like their target audience, white millennial Gen Z kids out there, thanks in part to social media, like any of them, have the attention span of a gnat to read something like this anyway. They probably get through the first paragraph. Oh, this is so hard. I give up. So is it any wonder why they're all going out of business? No. A site like Vox here, they're barely one step above Lifehacker, but they think they're the Washington Post, where democracy dies in darkness. And so will Vox, soon enough. From Human Events, I am a white person. Berkeley professor confesses her whiteness after building career on Native American roots. What is it? No, seriously. What is it with millennial Gen Z white women? And there have been quite a few of them already over the past few years or so. But what is it with them going out and pretending to be a minority? Playing Pocahontas, like one of my geriatric U.S. senators like to do. And this new fake Indian, her name is Elizabeth Hoover. Sounds completely Indian to me. And she is, and you can't make this crap up, folks. She's a sociology professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Of course she is. And so, and the article actually never says how, but somehow she gets busted for pretending to be an Indian. And now, of course, out come the white women's crocodile tears. Oh, boo boo I'm sorry for pretending to be an Indian. Boo-hoo. No. You're just sorry you got busted for it, princess. And how's this little tidbit? And it's from this article. And they mentioned a report that was published in The Hill back in October 2021. So about a year and a half ago. But this report in The Hill, and the headline there is, more than a third of white students lie about their race on college applications, survey finds. So she's not the only one. And this report, they said that 34% of white college applicants identified as some sort of minority on their applications. And of those 34% of white liars, 48% claimed to be Native American. So they all want to be like Elizabeth Warren, like Pocahontas. And the kicker here, 
is that the lying worked because 77% of those students who lied about being a minority were admitted. This is one of two things. This near systemic issue. And if you've got a third of white kids lying on their college applications about being a minority, this is definitely a systemic problem. But this issue of Elizabeth Hoover here, her running around lying about her race, all these other white kids lying about being a minority, it's either like Elizabeth Warren did, she played the system pretending to be a minority because the system is designed to promote minorities through affirmative action, especially in places like college campuses, which is where Pocahontas played the game. Like she got hired to teach at Harvard Law School otherwise. Maybe, but please, plenty of other hysterical liberal white women who could have taken that job. So it's either them gaming the system to get ahead or the indoctrination is working. This garbage that goes on in way too many classrooms these days, teaching white kids about how horrible it is to be white Whitey sucks. Whitey is the devil incarnate. So, of course, they go around lying. Oh, I'm black. Oh, I'm Native American. Because after getting through 12 years of public school, where in a lot of places, a good bit of what they hear is how Whitey is the root of all evil. So why wouldn't they lie about who they were? Because at the end of the day, all this lying, all this pretend minority nonsense, it's a twofer. They get to hide their white shame and get ahead at the same time. So who could blame them for trying? And for our last story, folks, it's from Fox News. Cam Newton says his dreadlocks are a reason he is not on an NFL roster. Newton did not play in 2022. Cam Newton, bless his heart. This idiot, he thinks he's Colin Kaepernick or something, running around, screaming about racism. Because that's all this is. If they're not hiring him over his dreadlocks, that's because of racism, which is a joke. And it's also a lie because he's been doing this, growing out his dreadlocks for quite a few years now. And this article points out, while he has had dreadlocks, back in 2020, he played He started 15 games for the New England Patriots. I guess that was before Ginger Mac Jones got the gig. He also went back 
back in 2021, Princess Cam, he went back to the Carolina Panthers, played eight games for them, and in 2022, getting to this whole Newton did not play in 2022 thing, in the very same article, quote-unquote, Newton reportedly turned down an offer from at least one team last season. So he had a chance to play last year, but he chose not to. But it's because of his dreadlocks. That's why he's not playing. Okay, princess, if you say so. Now, Princess Cam here, he can pretend that he's Princess Colin Kaepernick all he wants. He can run around screaming racism all he wants. But the reality is, Cam Newton is a jackass. I don't care what color he is. I don't care about his poor hair choices. He's a complete pain in the ass. He's a self-aggrandizing, showboating douchebag. And therefore, no one really wants to deal with him. It has nothing to do with his stupid dreadlocks. He's just a pain in the ass egomaniac. Kind of like Princess Colin. And no one wants to deal with that. And why would you? What sane person would deliberately choose to hire this jerk off if they didn't have to? No, thanks, Cam. Dreadlocks or not, we want to work with a quarterback who isn't such a prima donna about everything. He's another one. External locus of control thinking. His problems are everyone else's fault. He's trying to blame everyone else for the reason he doesn't have a a massive long-term NFL contract. But the reality is, he's past his prime, and he's a pain-in-the-ass prima donna. When he was a good quarterback, people, more or less, bit their tongue and let him play. Now, though, meh, no thanks. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly, pompous jackass, Princess Cam Newton, blaming his dumb dreadlocks over not getting a quarterback gig, even if everyone knows he's a high-maintenance prima donna And not worth all the trouble, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.